Hello, and welcome to the Ringle Band podcast series, Sustaining an American Music Tradition. My name is Cindy Miller-Ungst, the president of the band, and my co-host is... Jim Seidel, the musical director of the band. And we have with us today siblings who helped sustain that American tradition. (laughs) Yes. And we have Suzanne Fries, who is the longer of the two siblings in the band. And I'm not sure I should ask the question, but her sister, Natalie Fisher, has also joined us today. So, Suzanne, how long has it been? Over 30 years. Over really? 30 years. Yes, yeah, shortly after I graduated from college. And what drew you to the band? What caused you to come to the Ringgold Band? I mean, I, I remember when you came, but it, I don't have any idea why. Well, uh, after I graduated from college, I had a music minor. Um, and really no place to play. And then a friend, Nick McGrowski, said, why don't you come to rehearsal? And that's how it started. Did you always play predominantly piccolo in the band, or did you start out with flute? Or? Mainly f- was flute. Flute? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the beginning. And how many flutes were there at the time that you started? Uh, f- I was the fourth one. You were the fourth. Okay. Yeah, we had Emil. You were still here with Mr. I was ben. here with... Why don't you tell yeah. the folks about your experience? Emil Minikbach. Emil was a long-time member of the Ringgold Band, and I have great respect for him because he was, without a doubt, one of the best flute players to come out of Berks County. But when he retired from playing the band, he was 94 years old. Oh, my gosh. And he was still playing. But he was, at times, a difficult man to work with. You want to share some of your stories (laughs) as a female coming into the Ringgold Band in the 19... 80s. 80s. Okay, 80s. I'm sorry. I didn't 80s. want to take you too far back. Uh, no, um, yeah. Uh, in the beginning, when they would talk about jobs, it was, well, how many men are we playing? Um, and really, I think the only females were in the flute section. I, I think... Was Elaine Frankie playing in the clarinet section at that time? She I Maybe not. I don't think so. Okay. I think it was just the flute section, and we had Emol. Right. Um, and uh, I, I remember he had electrical tape on his A-flat key. Because I guess his, he was arthritic and his finger couldn't extend as far enough to hit the key. To so, hit the key, so yeah. He so he had to have electrical tape on the end. Um, I remember the the first job I played, which was out at um, oh gosh, Topton, and um, he first one let me sit down because he said it was Kim's seat, and then people had to take him aside and explain to him that I was filling in for her because she had a previous engagement. And then when it came time to pull up the music and the march books, he goes, okay, okay go ahead. And I had, you to, had to, pull I up had the to music open up for his him. march books and put the music out for him. <laughs> and uh, yes, that was... Did you say something about positioning his chair, too? No, I didn't oh, do anything oh, no. with the chair, okay. but it was, I, I, was... I'll never forget. He goes, okay, and he's looking at me, and, and he goes, well, go ahead. And I realized he was waiting for me to put his music out and arrange his music on his stand for him as well as mine. <laughs> and that was... That was that, Suzanne's not making this one up. It was it was a time where females were just starting mm-hmm. to to come into the band. There were females in the band in the 40s during World War II who were replacing the men who were off to war, but they were asked to leave when the 50s mm-hmm. came around and the war ended. So Suzanne, being one of the few females around at that time, had to face some of this, and there were some men with some great resistance. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the band's come a long way since that time. So how did you get your sister involved? We need to get Natalie into the conversation. Well, growing up, when 
being the older one, she would always come to all my concerts. Um, and when I was around, when I was around, um, if I was home from school, I would go along to see hers. I can remember an elementary concert that I went to when she was in elementary school, which was priceless. And uh, so when she was playing her trombone, and, and finally I said, "Well, come along." Um, I guess, was it in college? Were you in college when I was you started in college, coming? Yes. And um, yeah, and you didn't so. have a band. I know that for a fact. No, not in college. I did no. not. Where did you Where did you go to college? Alvernia. Alvernia did not have a band. That's right. Mm-hmm. They do now. They do now. <laughs> they do now. <laughs> <laughs> and that it'll be thirty years next year for me. Wow. Wow. And so you enjoyed it right away, or mm-hmm. was it just I have to do this because my sister drugged me? No, I just no. wanted to keep playing, and that was a way to keep playing. Because you're both teachers by profession. Mm-hmm. Suzanne, you... And not music. And not music. And not music. That's important. Um, Suzanne, you teach... I'm the reading specialist at Southwest Middle School. For the Reading School District. And now... I'm a math algebra teacher in Conrad Weiser. You... um, Do you do some things with the band? Or have you at Conrad Weiser helped out? Actually, right after I started, I was the assistant marching band director for a couple years. Uh And I still play the pit orchestra and things like that. Play with the high school brass. So now, when um, when Suzanne started to bring you to the band, um, if there weren't many women, I'm sure there weren't any women in the trombone section. Were there any in the brass section at all? No, there weren't. No, no, you were the first. So. You no. were um, a groundbreaker. You might have been the first. <laughs> was that was that difficult? Those, how were those men? How did they react to you? It or? wasn't too bad. I think they were more of a shock when I was elected as a trustee. Because I was a trustee for, what, 10 years, maybe, and then vice president for a while or a year or two. So I think that shocked some of them more than anything. Yeah. See, I never think of it as I, – I just think of there's always been women there because it, it happened during my time period. Mm-hmm. But being the people who were so-called breaking into it, it's a, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even remember who the Trump – Trombone players were when you came at that point in time. Darwin, 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 Schaefer. Darwin oh, was Dennis Darwin. Sharman. Did he? he did he? Play? He came no. after. He, he, came came later. he might have been before, but then he he was there not before. When I was there when yeah. I started. Yeah. Right. Right. So. So it was new it's for come you. A long way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now um, you no longer live in the same home together, but do you still commute together to jobs and rehearsals and? We yeah, definitely <laughs> rehearsals. Um, most of the jobs too. Um, okay. but it's just easier yeah you're right remember yeah, some some of our jobs parking is very difficult so it's just one car um, uh-huh so what okay 30 years we'll just say 30 plus years <laughs> and then we, we won't feel so bad but what keeps you coming back there's obviously something that keeps you coming back and in and many of our other podcasts people have shared some stories about the band or whatever do you have any particular story each of you might want to share about the band? Something that you either found humorous or there's a passion there that says, I come back because the conductor just does stupid things and I really want to see how we can put his foot in his mouth again. Or, you know, well, that like goes a, without saying. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think it's just to be able to play. Just just to be able to play. It, it's so ingrained in us, all of us. I, I think you you have to play. What? It has to come out, you know. Um, and it's a good it's outlet, fun. too, you know, mm-hmm. for what we do all day long. And then just to be able to sit down and enjoy the, comp- you know, each other and the music. Not being in charge. Right. I mean, not yeah. real, not being in charge of children. Right. You know, in, it's, in both it's of your cases. It's just a nice way to 
relax for me. So when you does. when you sit in your classes, Natalie, and, and you obviously have band kids, you're in the middle school, I know, mm-hmm. and there's obviously band kids in some of your classes. Do, do you think of your, yourself as a role model that music can be something that can go on for the rest of their lives? I hope and do you share that with them? Yeah, I hope so. I do talk to the kids about that because they'll see me at the musical and with the high school brass and stuff like oh, that. Oh, Miss Fisher, you're playing trombone. <laughs> yeah, some of them don't know it, but most of them do. And it, it's it's like, kids, this is something you can do forever. You know, enjoy it now. Get the most out of it most you can do. So it's a nice way to meet yeah. people. And Well, it's like when we had performing arts school. Yes. In the Reading School District, we had you, a performing arts school. You yes. had a, a wave of illness or something with the band, and I sat in with the band. The, yes. For days after that, weeks after that, the, the kids just could not get over that I was sitting there playing along with the band. It, it just blew their little minds away. <laughs> yes, that's true. And well, that's, Very that's, true. That's a good a good thing to, to share with, it, with our audiences. And it's also interesting from my perspective, again, to hear someone actually say it's an outlet. Because I think that it always was for me when I could play my horn, this, to just sit there and and just make music all the time. And, of course, in your section, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yes. But the, each, it's an adventure back Every there. Every week it's, it's a different a, yeah. adventure, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, but it's the people, right? Right, absolutely. It's about the people. Yes, and, and that's so interesting what you said, Suzanne, um, I think seven years ago, unfortunately, it's been that long since we did some strategic planning with the Ringgold Band. We sent out a survey to all of our band members asking why, why they play in the Ringgold Band. And the number one answer was they want to play. They enjoy playing their instrument. And so that's very, very true coming from you. Thank you so much for coming and um, sharing your your stories with us and please check out the band website at www.ringoldband.com our summer schedule is up and we have concerts coming up particularly march 29th at three o'clock at the scottish right this is cindy miller and jim seidel with the fisher sisters so if you listen to this podcast next time you're at a ringgold concert look for those two ladies up on the platform Jim Seidel saying goodbye.